welcome to Dog Eared Book Club. I'm your host, Alexandra Shelley, also known as BB by many. And here on Dog Eared, the mission is to connect you all to books, thought leaders, and avid readers. Oh my goodness, I really cannot believe that I am on my sixth episode. Uh, are you kidding? This has been such a fun journey starting Dog Eared. And honestly, I've been feeling the most intense gratitude these past couple days and such beautiful energy and motivation. And I'm not really sure how to describe it, but I just weirdly feel ready. Like I just feel ready for beautiful change and emergence and involvement for my life and for this brand and this company. And truly, I cannot thank you guys enough for supporting me and being along for the ride and really just being the absolute best. So anyways, without further ado, let me introduce my beautiful, talented, absolutely one of my favorite humans in the entire universe. Her name is Aaliyah Manetta, and she is one of my absolute best, best friends. We met in high school, and she is seriously unbelievable. She is absolutely astounding, so inspiring, so intelligent, and such an engaging human being. And not only engaging, like when you talk with her, she asks you a million one questions because she's simply curious and she wants to get to know you and she listens, but also she so engages with her community. And I think that is one of the most important qualities about being a leader. Um, A true leader, I believe, is you are absolutely engaged and present with your community and you truly give back. And Aaliyah is absolutely someone who represents that. So anyways, so her full-time job is she is a consultant at Accenture and that is one of the largest strategy and management consulting practices of biotech. And she's actually working literally directly with Pfizer. It's insane. Um, Not only is that just her full-time job, but she serves as an active board member for the American Cancer Society, Los Angeles Central Coast, the steering committee for Accenture Ventures National Ambassador Program, and is also an active volunteer for the Bright Edge Ventures, Sundari Mohan Charitable Hospital, and the U.S. Oncology Policy Efforts. My goodness, like seriously. And she is also the CEO and founder of AM Studio LLC, a global community of artists, luminaries, and friends who share a passion for art, culture, and giving back to back to underdeserved populations and patients. So pretty much in the year 2020, she donated all of her proceeds, all of her profits from her art. And I'm not just saying, oh yeah, like she paints something for a canvas. She full on painted murals. She painted murals for a WeWork building that Accenture now has a contract with. She also painted a mural for a house. She has painted multiple murals in Los Angeles. And she, again, gave all of those proceeds to cancer research. And she's just absolutely amazing. 
So I hope you guys are as stoked about Aaliyah as I am. I mean, I guess I'm biased because she's like one of my best friends and I'm just absolutely obsessed with her. But she is truly such a phenomenal leader and I'm really excited to see her take over the world. So anyways, without further ado, this is our just little chat. And you know what? Again, what's so wonderful about Aaliyah is when I say she's engaging, she starts asking me questions. I'm like, homegirl, this is not about me. But again, she is just like, no, I just want to know. Like, I've never asked you that. I'm like, you know what? Okay. Like, we've been best friends. I'm okay with that. But she's just the absolute cutest. Please go check her out on her Instagram. I'll definitely put that below in the comments. I mean, not in the comments. I mean, in the podcast description. You know what I'm talking about. Definitely make sure to check out her art. Give her a follow. And without further ado, let's let's freaking do this. Might as well get started because I know you're a busy, busy gal. Um, but Oh my gosh, I'm like smiling so bit. No, thank you so, <laughs> thank you so much for just supporting me, Aaliyah, and being a dear friend, and um, of course, a beautiful, you know, cherry on top to this is you're someone that I, I look up to you. You inspire me, and you motivate me and I think you are a beautiful, beautiful creative and leader and I'm so happy to have you on here. So thank you. I'm so lucky to be on here too. It'll be <laughs> awesome. All right. So Leah, first question, what are you reading right now and how did you come across it? Okay. So I'm reading Mating in Captivity <gasps> by Esther Perel. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, how is it? So I started reading it because she also has two podcasts. One of them is called Where Should We Begin? Um, and it's all about these intimate moments between relationships. And I know she has a second podcast, which is How's Work, which is more focusing on the quality of relationships in our lives, both at home and at work. So she's the two different podcasts. I'm a huge podcast person, but I thought reading one of her novels would be a fun place to start. So um, I'm not too far in. I'm only maybe a third in, but... I think she's really interesting. I mean, she explores the tension between mm-hmm. security and the need for freedom and all different types of human relationships. So I think that that psychology view is, is super interesting. Oh my gosh. My mom and Juliet and myself, we are all obsessed with um, with Esther Perel. She's absolutely amazing. So I love that you're reading her book. I'd love to read one of her books at some point for sure. So yeah. Oh my goodness. So what is your earliest memory of reading? Ooh, that's a really tough one. My, um, my mom always wanted to promote us with all different types of literature, even like documentaries, you'd watch foreign documentaries too. So all different Mm -hmm. types of languages and styles, but, um, Something I remember pretty vividly is we would read Harry Potter every night in first and second grade. And Harry Potter was definitely more advanced reading than a first and second grade. <laughs> yeah. Read. Oh my God. <laughs> so I would read one page really, really slowly. And then she'd read like 20 pages until I fall asleep. And then I'd try again the next day to read a little, little, you know, more the next day. And 
Um, you know, as I got older and older, I was able to to read the books to her instead of the other way around. But it was definitely um, a pretty fun thing and, and a bonding activity growing up. Oh, that is so freaking sweet. I love that. And I love that you're, I love how, um, like, what do you call it? Like, you're just so determined. Like, you're just, <laughs> like, that is so you. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. And so how has your reading grown or evolved since you've grown up, I guess, I guess in terms of taste or, you know, peeves or interest and habits even. Yeah, I guess I've never been a big fiction reader, Mm -hmm. though. I think at a young age, maybe a little more. Um, I don't read many mysteries or fantasy or crime thriller thrillers. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, I do really like reading, not just because it provides audiences new answers, but really because it leads us to ask new questions. So a lot of the books that I read are um, you know, biographies or business books. Um, but that hasn't really changed much in the past years. I think, Mm -hmm. I think I just have fun and I know what I like and I just continue onwards with that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So who is, so obviously it seems like your favorite genre is nonfiction. Is there a favorite author? Yeah. Um, I, lately, and I think over the past few years, I've really loved anything from Adam Grant. Mm. I not only like his books, but I love following him on LinkedIn and platforms in general, because I think he has a lot of really incredible things to say. I think his book Originals, which is on um, how nonconformists move the world, is a really powerful book. But he talks about so many different topics from creativity to managing um, anxiety as an entrepreneur to procrastination, so many, I don't know, relevant topics. So Mm -hmm. I'd say he's probably my answer to that one. Mm -hmm. And I guess kind of tying into this question, is that book and are there any other books that have inspired you in your path as to where you are today? Yeah, um, definitely all a lot of Adam Grant's books have, but I'd say one of the books that was definitely um, an impactful one for me is When Breath Becomes Air. Oh and there's a forward oh. by um, Abraham Vergesi, and I like him too. Mm-hmm. But I think that that book is really, really powerful too. So it speaks a lot to that deeper medical mission. And for mm-hmm. me, working in the biotech space, it just really resonated with me. Oh, my God. I know. I, I think... I read that book like three years ago and I need, I honestly, it's really sad. I have no clue where it went and I need to just, I think, just buy it again. But yeah, that book is absolutely heartbreaking, but so it's, it's like you feel so alive and so grateful, but your heart is so broken. I don't know. But also you feel hope because there's people like him that, have lived, and then there will be people like him moving forward. I'd say also um, at UCLA and a lot of my friends in grad school, if I ask, especially my friends that are in the medical space, some of the books that really changed their vision of impact, um, they'd, they'd probably say that book as well. Because I feel like mm-hmm. in the medical space, you know, every day, we're encountering things that we love. And we also encounter things that we think really need to change in the healthcare space. Mm-hmm. And the things we love give us joy, but the latter fuels our desire to, to make the world different. And so this book, I feel like really inspires people to 
I don't know, make the world better than the way we found it. So that was something that I really, you know, hold to my heart ever yeah. since I read it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That book is absolutely stunning. Oh, so <laughs> how would you say, cause I feel like we've kind of, it's almost funny. It's like, I feel like the questions have already answered some of like these other enmeshed questions. Maybe I could ask you, is there a book you think that we need to read right now? Like as a society. Um, so I really like the book Waking Up by Sam Harris. Mm. I'd say it's probably one of my all time favorite books. And one of, if I think about the books that I've read more than once, and I, I rarely read a book more than once, but this is probably <laughs> the only book I've read more than four or five times in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I'd say the reason why I really like Waking Up by Sam Harris is one, he's an atheist, neuroscience philosopher, and New York Times bestselling author. So definitely Mm -hmm. a really interesting background. Mm -hmm. But um, he explores the practice of meditation and the theory behind it. And a lot of meditation is guided through spiritual practice. Mm -hmm. Um, His is purely informed by neuroscience. And Mm -hmm. me having studied neuroscience, I think it's... Mm -hmm fascinating um and he ha- i think he has a great viewpoint on consciousness and transcendence so i think our world needs to be um i don't know kind to others and i think the book's really eye-opening um regardless of your belief system so i'd say that's pretty timely for the I, here and now i love that because yeah like there are people who are not so spiritual and you know there are people who are kind of either that or they have some kind of hairy past with spirituality and they don't kind of like anything in that realm. But this book sounds like he really just, it's accessible to everyone. And like, that's even what I've tried to tell Juliet or like even Alec. I'm like, Alec, like you could meditate by just counting. Like you don't have to do anything. Like really, like that's the point of it. You just don't do anything. And the how powerful that practice is, is like, it can heal you. And like, that's the, I don't know. Anyways, I can like go on as you know, yeah. but I, I, I love. I also say meditation can be in so many different ways. You, BB, you have the most beautiful morning routine. <laughs> and I, I would like to say I have a pretty good morning routine too, but your m- morning routine consists of reading, meditation, mindfulness. And I think that's so beautiful. So I feel like there's so many people who would benefit from a practice like that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, honestly, it's, God, I could like honestly go on about it. Yeah, it is so, it's been the most healing thing for sure. And it's been integral. So yeah, (laughs) thank you. So what are some habits and quirks that you do or that you have when you read? Like, do you bookmark a page? Do you highlight? Do you keep it perfect? Are there certain books that you, you know, put on your nightstand? Do you have a way of organizing books? Yeah. So I am just a complete geek and I'm one of those nerds that has like six different highlighters. (laughs) And each highlighter is a different color. Um, I, I mark my books up if I really, really get deep into it. But then there's certain books that I tell myself if I'm, if I know I'm going to share the book with someone else, if let's say I'm 
reading it and I say, BB Shelley would absolutely love this book, then I purposely won't mark it up because I don't want to, I don't want to bias the next person who's going to read that book after me. I want them to interpret it in their own way rather than seeing all my notes and colors, et cetera. But if I know that a book is deeply for myself, mm-hmm. then yeah, I'll just go crazy mm-hmm. on it and mm-hmm. give myself notes. So when I look back at it, um, I can easily find the things that resonated with me. Mm. Oh, I love that. And are there any books on your nightstand currently? Yeah, I have um, Eric Topol's book. He's a cardiologist and it's mm-hmm. called The Patient Will See You Now. Mm. Um, it's really interesting. It's about how AI is going to empower physicians and change oh patient God. care. But I'm right now working with Pfizer um, on their uh, global go to market strategy. And so I try to read books that are both interesting to me, but also will help me view the world in a different way as I go into my work. And so um, I think this is going to be a good one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. No, I think you've mentioned that to me. That sounds honestly amazing. Um, so what book, I feel like I feel like I already like know your answer. Like what book evoked um, a a visceral reaction or like a very intense emotion from you, either good or bad? Mm. I think I would go back to originals with Adam Grant because Mm. one of the reasons I mentioned that book at the beginning of this conversation is he talks a lot about entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit. And that's something that I definitely have. Um, coming from a management consulting background, I work with businesses all the time. And I think to myself that one day I would love to start my own, mm-hmm. um, organization of some sort. And I so think it's so cool what you're doing with dog Um, but something that I think really struck me is he, and I, I remember it still to this day is he talked about deja vu and he was mm. saying, he was saying that deja vu occurs when we encounter something totally new, but it feels like as if we've seen it before. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it the other way, which is vuja day, the reverse, it's we face something really familiar, but we see it with a fresh perspective. And that ena- enables us to create new insights, you know, solve new problems. And that this people are instinctually, you know, not programmed to have this vuja day perspective. And without it, you know, a lot of companies would have never existed. So he tells the audience to really challenge the status quo. Think about what's presently in your life that you can make better and change the world. Um, I don't know. I've always liked problem solving. And so I always, that that really struck me because it seems so obvious and so simple, but I think it's a really cool way to, to summarize them. Ooh, I love that. I'm honestly going to write that down. I think that is so cool. And it's, I, I swear, it's like always the most simple pieces of wisdom or words or whatever that really is the most memorable and most powerful. <laughs> yes. What about you, Vivi? What, what books that have really impacted you? Like, I know you read all the time. Oh, my God. Um, I would say I have a couple right in mind. Um a book I just recently read, Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami, that just like, I was absolutely shattered in like the best way and in like the worst way. It's just his, he's truly like the, you know, the reviews are like, oh, he's masterful, but he is like, he is literally a master at what he does and the way he describes human emotion and 
these little, little tiny moments and like, oh my God, it's like, I'm getting chills. Like he is beautiful. And like this story is so powerful and it's so simple. Um, you know, it's just about two people in love and it's very complicated and just, I don't know, just that was insane. So as a fiction book that recently is the most intense reaction I've gotten in a while. Um, and nonfiction, I have two, one, I've talked about it. I feel like a lot, but wild by Jay Griffiths. Um, it was just such an act of love and service and just so insane. Like she just truly dedicated her life for almost a decade to just putting herself out in the raw, like unforgiving wilderness and learning more about where we come from and how we come from it and how we've treated it and how we are meant to treat it and how we're not meant to treat it and just how it all connects to like who we are as human beings and just even that alone but also her writing is like the most insane writing I've ever come across like literally the first line you're just like what like you're just so arrested by her and then I would say the next book is Braiding Sweetgrass, which um, I think I think that's a book we all need to read right now. Um, I love it because so she's an active member of the Padawami tribe um, and she's also a scientist. Um, what is it? God, she she works with plants and like the earth. So it's like she really applies like indigenous ancient wisdom with also the science and the data and the knowledge and yeah, it's kind of like around the same of, as wild, but also completely different in the sense of like, this is our, th like, this is our earth and it gives us gifts every single day. And the way oh. we're treating it right now is not like, we are so unforgiving and we're so ungrateful. Um, and so, I don't know, that book to me just felt like so revolutionary. So yeah, those three books. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I've heard a lot about braiding sweetgrass. Oh my God. It's beautiful. And it's funny. I dog ear a lot, as you know, but <laughs> I was um, motivated to tab with different colors because there was scientific knowledge. There was resources. There was pros that I really loved. There was facts and there was this. And so I color coded it by category. So <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It was so good. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Thank you for asking me a question. <laughs> I, lo I love hearing your answers. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Oh, blushing. Um, <laughs> so kind of, you know, weaving into this, what really moves you in a work of literature and in writing? Hmm. I had this grad school professor who always told us that it's not about quantity it's about quality mm -hmm. so we spent an entire course on a single book Oof. and in the single book we'd spend each week on a single page and each page we would dissect each sentence and each paragraph Holy on shit. how it <laughs> applied um, to the direction of the book and um, it really taught me that how intentional authors are. Mm. And so I really try to look at the language that authors use. Like, 
verb tenses, how paragraphs are structured. Mm. But sometimes that's so unconscious, it hits you and you don't even realize. So I guess it totally depends on the type of book you're reading. It's hard to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, no, I know because it's books are, God, there's so much that goes into writing and like each each reaction and each experience is so subjective. So 100%. I love the juice of questions. <laughs> so, ooh, I feel like you like this one. If you could have an author write about your life, who would it be? Oh. <laughs> write about my life. Well, I guess the way you'd answer that question would be based on <laughs> how you see your life going. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, well, there's three different directions. <laughs> um, gosh, do I want my my future to be a fairy tale? Do I want it to be, you know, totally depends. Um, so funny. You know, it's it's interesting when I when I when you said that question, I um I immediately thought of Michael Pollan because he wrote oh. How to Change Your Mind. I need to I, read that book. Sorry. Just, oh my God. I, I really love the way he thinks, the way he writes, the mm. way he explores topics. I feel like he's really direct. He doesn't sugarcoat things, but he's mm. also fairly optimistic. So mm. I, I'd say Michael Pollan. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I haven't read his books, but I listened to him on the podcast, um, The Armchair Expert. And I just, I love mm. him. I think he's such a cool, quirky really really interesting dude and yeah I know that's actually one of Dr. Farmer's favorite authors too he loves Michael Pollan so I've heard nothing but good things about that guy <laughs> mm. Mm. who'd write your life baby oh my god god if she was I mean yeah so dead or alive yeah I would have Toni Morrison write it oh my god just like why is she like, God, I feel like emotional. Yeah, I just feel the way, I mean, God, even her books brought a visceral reaction out of me. Um, yeah, I think the way she just, I don't know, it's, how could I even put it? The way she just tells a story is just magic. Like, it's like she's, it's like she's, it sounds, how do I make this not sound gory and weird? It's like, it's like she's like, you're like being woven into her skin. Like you just feel so close to her. And I think that's what I love most about even the authors that like I just said, get a, I get a visceral reaction out of. I think it was so funny. So I tried to read Joan Didion because everyone's fucking obsessed with Joan Didion, whatever. And I was like, all right, I'm going to read this. Like I'm going to read this bitch. And like she was good, but honestly I was so pissed off because I was like, you are annoying me right now because I don't feel close to you at all. And I don't know if I like that very much. And her writing's good. I just felt like it felt very authorsplained to me. And it just, I don't know. It's like I look at these authors like Toni Morrison. I just felt so close to her. And um, every, all of her stories are just like, I just literally vacuumed them like I could not stop reading them I read like four of her books in like a month and a half um wow. which Joan Didion did you read was it like you know Blue Nights or South and West or the White Album I mean she has so mm -hmm. many different books um <laughs> Slouching Towards Bethlehem okay got it mm -hmm. 
I hear the White Album's good, and then I'm trying to think. Then someone who is alive, I'd have Stephanie Dandler because she's younger. I think she's in her 30s, but what I really love about her is she has, she's an old soul, and her writing feels really mature, and it's lovely and beautiful and descriptive, and I think that's what I, I really just kind of connect with her as a writer um, because as I'm like young and I'm quirky and I'm bubbly, I'm, I'm very much an old soul. So it's like, okay, I feel like her and I are on like this cool wavelength together as like old soul writers and gals. Um, so yeah. Well, it's interesting that you started with one of her like 1960s, 70s books. Cause I think reading nonfiction on like counterculture in the sixties or the Hollywood, Hollywood ish lifestyle Mm -hmm. might resonate with you because you live in LA. Mm, Um, But I agree. I mean, I think Joan Didion's books are are good, but I I wouldn't say she's one of my favorite authors, but definitely she's very talented. Yeah. But that's, that's interesting that you... Hello, you guys. I'm here to just briefly interrupt us. And again, so I know you're thinking, wow, that ended at such a weird time. She literally cut off Aaliyah. Well, let me explain. I was doing my laundry, which maybe wasn't the smartest idea during our interview. And I had my timer on because, you know, that apartment life and there's literally one machine uh, per let's say there's like 30 tenants. So that's really great. So I want to make sure I obviously take my stuff out at a timely manner. So anyways, the timer went off and cut us off. So that is where I'm at. And for you guys living that apartment life, you get it. We all get it. Can't wait to have, you know, that laundry machine to myself in my house absolute goals. Anyways, you guys, I'm here to briefly interrupt us and let you guys know to look out for Leah Mineta's group leader seminar taking place mid-October. And for those of you who are like, uh, what the heck is a group leader seminar and are new to Dog-Eared Book Club? Hello, welcome. I love you guys. A group leader seminar is a mediated conversation between myself and the Dog-Eared Highlighted Leader. This is really where the mission of Dog-Eared comes to life, connecting you guys to these thought leaders. And members, you guys have full access to these group leader seminars. Non-members, if you would like to join, check out the membership benefits on dogyardbookclub.co and I am over the moon. You guys are so welcome to join. Obviously, that was so silly. You guys, yes, of course, join the club. And if not, you guys, I still love you no matter what. But just letting you know, members, you get full access to all group leader seminars and I will post the date and the time. Members, definitely please vote on a time. I know for the last couple seminars, I've picked them, but... One, these are for you guys. I want you guys to please let me know what times work for you because, again, this is like, I want it to work. And I know I have a lovely ladies and men and everyone. Oh my gosh, what am I even saying? I have people abroad. You know, I, I know peeps, okay? And I also have peeps in the East Coast. All right, guys. Uh, I'm just like that cool and connected. But anyways, I'm like totally going off. I'm being ridiculous. Anyways, members, you have full access and please vote on a time and we can get that in the books. And non-members, thank you for listening. Thank you for following. Thank you for being a part of the journey. No matter who you are or what part of Dogged Book Club you are in, thank you. Thank you for your support. 
Again, look out for the group leader seminar taking place mid-October. And if you haven't already, check out Aaliyah Menena's page and her Instagram and her art and throw her a like, throw her some support. And you guys, let's just get right back to the episode. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I know. It was funny. I just think, what was it? I was talking to Chris um, and he was like, yeah, definitely read Eve Babbitt's and then read Joan Janine, but read Eve Babbitt's first. And for some reason, I haven't been drawn to reading Eve Babbitt's yet. And he said that they're similar. And I was like, no, I'm just going to like, this is going to like get the Joan Didion like over yeah. with kind of thing. So maybe it was also the vibe I was in. I was like, I just want to read it just because I want to say I did. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan. So whatevs. I mean, she's she's obviously doing just fine. And she's like 150 million years old. <laughs> what are some of your favorite books? Oh my god. Yeah, I'm loving this. Okay, a little interview. Um, well, it's supposed to be, you know, a two-way conversation, and I'm just personally curious. <laughs> I love you. What are my favorite books? I mean, definitely the books that I just told you about. Um, Wild... 100%. Um, Norwegian Wood is a new favorite. Um, what else? Beloved by Toni Morrison. Amazing. Song of Solomon. Unbelievable. Jazz by Toni Morrison. Bluest Eye. I mean, the books I've read by her so far, I love them all. Um, I'm looking down there. Um, the Sirens of Titan by Kurt Vonnegut. That book was insane. I loved it. It quite, it like, it's all fiction and it's wild and it's in the future and it goes back and forth with like space and whatever. But it's like, it's really questioning, um, what is humanity? What's, what is our purpose and why are we here? And I, God, it, I love it. And he has this like black satirical humor and it's just incredible. Um, God, I love Less by Andrew Sean Greer. It's about this gay man. He's like in his 50s uh, named Arthur. And he's had this young lover for many, many years. And then his lover is like, so I'm getting married. And Arthur's like, what the freaking fuck? And so then obviously he's heartbroken. And his lover, you know, sends him an invitation to his wedding. And Arthur's like, absolutely not. So he accepts all these invitations across the world for a seminar, for a speaking engagement, for a birthday party, for like whatever. And I love it because not only is Andrew Sean Greer an insanely amazing writer, like really, really good. Um, the story itself just like drips with color. It is so it's it's weird because I want to say fabulous, but it's just like you're taken all around the world with this like really quirky, introspective, yet like he's just so human. He's such a human. And, you know, I think you may look at, you know, the main character and you're like, oh, my God, like, what is he doing? Like, where is he going? Why is he doing this? But it's just really it's just like a journey to self. He's just like exploring the world, literally trying to find himself almost. Um, but it is such a cute story. It makes me so happy. Um, God, I'm still looking at my bookshelf. And then Fire Sermon is really good. It's about um, this woman who's in this very lovely marriage, very devout Christian. 
And then she meets this other writer. She's a writer. And then she meets this writer at a writer conference. And they have this passionate, lustful, sinful love affair. And I love it because it's kind of really dancing with the fact of like lust devotion and how that all plays. And I love it because it's also going in through different doors of her life, past, future, present, um, really piecing everything together. And it's really, really good. I think that author is super underrated. Um, uh, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I would say those are like my favorite. I think I mentioned some nonfiction, but those are my favorite fiction books for sure. I love that. Thank you. Oh my God. Yeah. No, I, as you know me, I love my books. Mm. So, Leah, <laughs> how, I guess this is like a perfect segue. So, how has reading been a part of your life? Yeah, I think I've gone through a lot of phases. Um, mm. I thought to myself, you know, how do you have time to read or things like that? But really, you just have to make it a priority. Yeah. And I think with the pandemic, it's been the perfect opportunity to take the time to mm. sit back, read, spend quality time with the people you really care about, engage your community in new ways. Um, so different phases I've engaged reading in a lot of different ways mm. Mm. I think it's hard but I think lately reading has been a really fun thing for me I started a reading a couple autobiographies um like Becoming Michelle Obama um Shoe Dog by Phil oh, Knight and I, I have a couple of ones that I'm dying to read that I haven't read yet like Me by Elton John Ooh. I also really want to read Bossy Pants by Tina Fey oh um, my god yes <laughs> I think it's cool to read um, autobiographies just because, I don't know, it's more of like a guilty pleasure read. You're learning about someone's life. Um, yes. But, yeah, um, I, it's hard to answer that question because it's changed in every part of my life. Totally. Okay, I'm going to – I feel like I've recommended this book to you, but I feel like you need to read it because you're in the medical industry. But you should read this nonfiction book called Nine Pints. It's about, oh, yeah. yeah. You told me about it. No, you have to read it. It is so insane. Like, you will be like, what? Like, it's just so fascinating. Just like how blood is like an economy. And it's like, there's all these treatments like we do with blood and how much blood, like, I don't know, like we deal with in the world. It's insane. It's so good. Or like, who invented the first pad? Like, it's so great. <laughs> <laughs> that's really interesting yeah I'll I'll definitely check it out yes so I guess I know you've mentioned some but are there any other books that are on your list to read I think really Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey and Bossy Pants by Tina Fe Tina Fey are my two autobiographies that are next on my list mm -hmm. um if you have any more recommendations besides Nine Pines, I can't mm. wait because I'll, I'll add a couple more to my bookshelf. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. Green Lights is so I think he like either put it like in his synopsis, but it's just like a love letter to life. Like you can't not fall in love with that book. And I, I mean, I remember when I read it, like I just lost track of time. Like I was just so and I, I oh, like the moment I found out he wrote a book, I was like, fuck, this is going to be so good because he's such a powerful communicator. Like, he's such a beautiful actor. So I was like, this is going to be insane. So yes, highly recommend. And <laughs> um, so last question's coming up. So 
what makes you dog ear bookmark highlight mark up a page oh i think it's an emotional connection with what i'm reading so it's hard to exactly point to it but things that remind me of my past things that tell me things that will inform my future mm -hmm. um or just things that are totally out of the box like your comment about nine pints mm. before you before you told me about it i had no idea that each human has roughly nine pints of blood like that i probably dog i probably dog-eared or or color because i think that's a cool fact so even <laughs> just what's cool <laughs> isn't it insane oh my god and like how like what god what is it it's like how much blood is circulated throughout our body and like how fast oh my god yeah no and you'll love that because like you're you're a nerd and like you're just yeah you'll love it <laughs> you're like what up <laughs> you know it's really interesting though um even though i've always liked reading and i definitely started like at a at a young age i've always been more of a, a creative numbers person which usually doesn't go hand in hand Usually someone who's super hyper analytical isn't super creative. Mm -hmm. But um, I was reading just a couple weeks ago that creative children, and you can probably relate to this, BB. Mm -hmm. um, creative children are least likely to become a teacher's pet, regardless oh, of how 100%. much they read or how much they know. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> Adam Grant calls um, kids who aren't creative in some of his books um, excellent sheep, but which is funny. But what I was going to say is that when I was really young, I, um, I wouldn't say I was a troublemaker, but I, I definitely love to read with super creative, but I don't feel like I truly channeled it in an academic setting just because mm, yeah. I was so off the wall in a lot of different ways. But finally I've been able to kind of hone that in. Um, and it's taken me a while to get there. And so I don't, I don't know what that was like for you growing up and how reading tied with your creative creativity, but you're definitely a really creative person. So I'd be curious how that was for you. Yeah, I mean, like, I think one thing, sorry, I feel like ugh, something in my teeth. Um, yeah, I think I wasn't, like, bad at school. It just wasn't my favorite because, I mean, especially, like, I well, I went to that private, like, St. Margaret's, like, that private school for, like, most of my, you know, like, academic life before college. And, like, I just don't think they really celebrated creative people. And I think... Um, that's that was the school where literally teachers called me dumb like I just was looked at as someone who wouldn't focus and like wasn't present and like didn't care or like just I don't know I just I think that it was it's just really interesting because I look back now and I'm like what the hell like 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 creative kids like they need to ask more questions to these kids they need to be more celebratory and like open for these kids because it could have been so damaging for me, you know? Like, there's people out there that literally do drugs because, like, they were told they were dumb when they were five, you know? It's just, like, it could really, really hurt someone. And I'm great, not that I'm saying, like, oh, my God, my life is horrible. But it's just, like, I think, in a sense, like, reading was something that was, like, such a beautiful escape for me. And it was just, like, a friend. And I felt understood. And it was a story that um, I didn't have to, like, you know... I didn't have to turn on or be anything for it. I could just read it and just be me and um, be open. So, yeah, I don't even know if that answered the question.
Yeah, no, definitely did. <laughs> Just going on. Um, so our two final questions. So <laughs> why do you read? Wow, that's a really hard one. Mm. Um, because it informs how I want to live and it also brings me a lot of pleasure and it calms me down. Mm. So it either is an intellectual thing or it helps me sleep and feel peace. So, right. Oh my God. Sleep as in like reading it before bed or like yeah. peace. At okay. Because <laughs> I was like, sleep as in like, ah, I'm okay now. Like, no, like a, a nice, peaceful pastime with a little cup of tea before you go to bed. Oh, yeah. I honestly, that's what I try to do now. Um, before bed, I like put my phone away in my kitchen. Not that like my kitchen's that far away from me, but I put it away and I read before bed. So that is always the best. Mm. Uh, so final question. If you could gift a books to bleh, gift a book to someone what would it be and who to be to and why? Hmm. I'm going to gift How to Change My Mind by Michael Pollan to B.B. Shelley. Oh, shoot. <laughs> that oh that was when you said you hadn't read, right? Yes. Because I think you're someone who reads more than anyone I know. And if you haven't read that New York Times bestseller, I think it mm. should be on your bookshelf. So. Okay. I will definitely, honestly, I'll get it. It's funny. It's like... I'm every single day. I'm like, oh, like what book should I get? I'm like, Beebs, you literally have like 15 books to read. Like get, get it together. <laughs> but I mean, hey, I'm spending money on knowledge and growth and not drugs. So I'm like, you know what? I can justify it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually doing this thing right now where I deleted all my social media. Um, and I... I think it's been really freeing in a lot of ways. I've never deleted Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, LinkedIn. I've deleted literally everything off my phone and I'm doing it for two weeks just because I thought it would be a little cleanse. And I'm also spending every Sunday with my phone completely off, thrown in a closet, not answering texts, not answering anything to really spend time in nature, enjoy my loved ones. And I don't know, do something a little different. And I think it's been really, really beautiful. It's hard. It's hard to do that when you're really active online or I'm pretty active in the art community. So mm -hmm. it's hard because I love keeping in touch with different things that are happening, but it's a really big reminder in how much time we have. And so I definitely am going to pick up some more books these next, this next week. Um, and highly recommend you try it out once. Cause I think it'll be really fun. Yes. No, I love that. I mean, I'm always like, God, I mean, I don't think I'm like horrible but I'm like I know I could be better about the amount of time I spend on my phone and it's just about kind of managing it because what happens is is like so I wake up my alarm goes off I leave it in my kitchen I do my routine but then I love listening to my podcast in the morning as a part of it and my computer's open so I see text coming through so it's like hard to kind of like I don't know mm -hmm. it's like tempting yeah. and then I and then from like 8 to 8.30, I'm posting. And then also a part of posting, like a huge rule of thumb is like you just have to interact with like the community and comment and like whatever and just like be active. So then it's like, then it's so easy to like keep being on it. And then like, 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. So I love what you're doing. And of course, reading is like the most magical way to like, you know, kind of be an active participant in what you're doing. So totally. Yes. Oh, I love that. Oh, well, I'm so happy we got to connect. Oh, <laughs> Leah, I'm so happy we got to do this. You just make me smile so big. Oh my gosh, you're just so wonderful. Oh my gosh, you guys. Thank you so, so much for sitting down with us. Now you guys get why I'm obsessed with her. The puzzle pieces are coming together. Now the question that you were like, why would I care about this woman? Now you're like, can she read me bedtime stories. Can she mentor me? Can she be my best friend? Yeah, get it, right? See, I told you. Anyways, I cannot get enough of this dog-eared book club community. Thank you so, so, so much for all your support, all your love. I cannot begin to tell you how much energy and joy and passion this gives me each and every single day. And the fact that I get to wake up every single day and live out my purpose and just have a good time literally feels like I'm not working and this is everything. This is absolutely everything to me and you guys are absolutely amazing. Thank you so, so much. Again, please like, please share, please download, please leave a review. Please let me know what your favorite part of the episode is. Please give Aaliyah some love and look out for her group leader seminar, her book list, and guys, I'll see you around.